0: dan quinn is the new head coach for the washington commanders was he their first choice what about their second choice does it matter was he your choice let's go (music) greetings and salutations and welcome to this breaking news here on ref the district i am the stoner appreciate everybody checking in with this on these big news in commander's land Again, appreciate everybody hit that like, hit that subscribe button, and if you are listening via audio, make sure you leave a rating and review to let everybody know what's going out, what's going on out there. We are a proud member of the Believe Network. Let's get right into this. Big news obviously within the Washington Commanders community as Dan Quinn has been hired as the new head coach for the Washington Commanders. There's a lot to get into and as we said in the opening, Is that uh, Was he their first choice? Was he their second choice? Does it even matter what choice he was at this point? We're going to get into all of that, and of course, we're going to get into what's next now that the head coach has been hired in this huge offseason for Washington. We're going to get into all of that first. Let's talk about who is Dan Quinn, and a lot of people don't like this particular pick because of who Dan Quinn is, but Do we know enough about him already? Who is Dan Quinn? We know that he was a fantastic defensive coordinator for a long time. He was a defensive line coach. He was um, in a couple of different places. Of course, he was in Seattle. Then he went to the University of Florida. Then he came back to Seattle. And then he eventually became the defensive coordinator there. And he absolutely took that defense to another level in Seattle. In their Super Bowl run, they made all the way to the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. He's the hot candidate. What happens? He gets hired in Atlanta as the head coach. They were fantastic in Atlanta. Eight and eight his first year, second year, 12 and four. And then they go to the Super Bowl or they were 11 and five, well, whatever. They go to the Super Bowl. He's got Kyle Shanahan as his offensive coordinator, he's got Raheem Morris as his defensive coordinator and they make it all the way to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, and we know how that went. They were up 28-3. They ended up losing. A lot of people want to blame Dan Quinn. Sure, he's the man in charge. He absolutely should be blamed for that. But, hey, Kyle Shanahan, run the ball once in a while when you're up 28-3. Don't expose your quarterback to uh, fumbles, interceptions, and not using the clock properly. But, hey, he is the ultimate one in charge there. Next year they went they won 10 games again. They go to uh the divisional round of the playoffs. Then he goes 7 and 9, 7 and 9. Starts 0 and 5 in his uh 6th season there and they ended up firing him and Raheem Morris took over. Uh so look, he ended up with a 43 and 42 record. And that's not great, but he took a team to the Super Bowl. That's great. And he had great coordinators, so he knows how to hire a staff. That's a that's a big thing that we'll talk about later. Um, but he has done some fantastic things in the previous times as head coach and as coordinator. After he gets fired, he goes to Dallas to be their def- defensive coordinator in the 2021 season. Well, Dallas was a joke of a defense. You all remember that 2020 season when I think Washington might have put up 40 points on them a couple of times that year, they were really bad, uh, especially defensively. And he comes in like that, turns them around, turns around that defense. Now, the last three years, they've been a top five defense in all metrics, top five. The lasting memory that we have is them getting blown out in the playoff game, giving up 40-some-odd points. I get it. Can't judge the guy on one game. That was a big game. I understand. I get how uh, uh, maybe that's the last thing you remember, but he has a track record of being a fantastic defensive coordinator um, with Dallas. Again, they were top five. Seattle was top five defense when he was there. Um, he had, Like I said, he had some great coordinators, and he completely turned around that defense in Dallas. But who is he sort of as a coach? You will hear from so many people that he's a leader. He's an alpha male. He is a mentor. He is somebody who players love to play for. He's not going to go and hang out at the bar and have a good time with the players, but he is going to give them tough love. He's going to be hard on them, but he's going to be fair. That's who he is as a leader. And I think that was obviously very important to Adam Peters when they were making this decision. He said, Adam Peters said from the beginning, We need a leader around here because we haven't had that. And while he didn't say that, I'm saying that. Haven't had that type of uh, uh, coach around here. Dan Quinn's going to bring that. So that's kind of who Dan Quinn is as a coach, what he's done in the past. Um, Get back to the original question. Was he Washington's first choice? Was he Washington's even second choice? Maybe he's all the way down to their third choice. That could be true depending on who you listen to. He's been on their radar from the beginning, but uh, all reports were that it was going to be Ben Johnson and then it was going to be Mike McDonald and possibly even uh, Slowik, although I don't think Slowick was as high on their radar as some people are making it out to be. So what if he's their third choice originally when they went into this? Things are starting to leak out a little bit. That maybe. Ben Johnson didn't blow him away in that first interview. And maybe their vision just didn't kind of align to what they're trying to do here in Washington. And that's why they went after Dan Quinn. So whether he's their first, second, or third, I think that's a little bit of a a PR nightmare. Nightmare is the wrong word. A PR challenge for this front office, for Adam Peters, because he's going to have to sell to us that Dan Quinn was their top choice all along. Because none of us think that. And a lot of people didn't didn't really want him, really, because he's not um he we didn't see him as the team's first choice. So Adam Peters is gonna have to sell that. And we talked about this on our live show last night. Check it out every Wednesday, 7 30 p.m. We talked about how maybe the leash is a little bit shorter with a guy like Dan Quinn because he is kind of supposed to come in and do things quickly. Whereas if you get a Ben Johnson or you get a McDonald or a Weaver or somebody like that, they get a little bit longer leash because they're younger and they're kind of, we're saying, we're starting all over with a young guy so that they can get the quarterback, they can get the offensive guy and then kind of build over a few years. But with Dan Quinn, it's more like, you got to kind of got to turn it around pretty darn quick or else we're going to go find this uh shiny new toy because the PR on this is not great. But there are a couple of things that uh, that we do want to look at also with him. Think about some of the coaches that he's worked under. Think about this for just a second. Pete Carroll NCAA champion, Super Bowl champion. Dennis Erickson NCAA champion. Steve Mariucci Super Bowl champion. I can't remember. I think didn't he win anyway? Uh, Steve Mariucci, Mike McCarthy, Super Bowl champion, Jim Mora, very well respected coach, Nick Saban. I mean, he worked Nick Saban in the NFL uh, with the Dolphins, but Nick Saban, one of the greatest coaching minds in history, leader and and mentor that he is. He's worked for some fantastic coaches over the years, and that's how he's built what he has become at this point. Me, I think it's a fantastic hire. This is exactly what I wanted. I wanted a CEO type. He's going to uh, not be in charge of a certain side of the ball. I wanted a leader. I wanted an alpha male. I wanted a guy who's going to command a room when he walks in. That's who Dan Quinn is. Whether or not he's going to be successful, who knows? Because the opposite, I always use this analogy. And again, we talked about this last night. If Andy Reid walks into a room, it's cool. It's fun. Hey, it's Andy Reid. You go up to Andy Reid. You you, you know—you kind of punch him on the shoulders. Hey, what's up, Andy Reid? And he'll turn around. He'll be like, great, googly moogly and smiling. And he'll kind of punch you back on the arm. And it's all great and everything. When Dan Quinn walks into a room. The air gets sucked out of the room. All of a sudden, he commands the room. The you know the respect that everybody has for him, the the presence that he has. That's just the type of guy he is. And if you walk up to him, and you say, "Hey, Dan Quinn," you hit him on the he might punch you in the face. You don't do that. It's tough love. It's it's strong willed. I'm not saying that that's the only way that can work because obviously Andy Reid is one of the greatest coaches in history. And so that way works. I'm just saying that's the way I like the Dan Quinn method. That's what I want from my football team. But Nathan and Trev, they don't like this at all. They're upset about this and I get it. And we'll talk about it in a lot of different content we do. And of course, again, next Wednesday, live 730. We had a fantastic discussion last night, over 500 people uh, in the discussion. It was great. You should be there too, but they don't like it. And there's a lot of good reasons. One of the, one of the reasons that people kind of keep giving is they think that this is Ron Rivera 2.0. Well, here's the problem. First of all, I, I get that he's a retread, and he's a retread that comes off a 43-42 and 42 record as a head coach. Unsuccessful. Never re- He reached the pinnacle, but he never got to the very top, uh, which is, of course, a win in the Super Bowl. He did get to a Super Bowl, and that's what compares him to Ron Rivera, a 500-ish coach a CEO style coach, a get you to the Super Bowl, but can't get you past that. And that's pretty much all they've ever done as a coach. I totally get all of that comparison, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the way this guy coaches, that's, he's going to coach like Ron Rivera and he's going to run this team like Ron Rivera. Here's the difference. When Ron Rivera was here, he was the one that was buying the groceries and trying to prepare the meals with the groceries. And what did he do? He ended up burning down the kitchen because his groceries were spoiled and they were outdated, they were expired, or they just didn't taste good. That was the groceries that he was buying for himself. And he was trying to prepare gourmet winning meals with that groceries, and it didn't work. Dan Quinn is not buying the groceries. Adam Peters is buying the groceries and then Dan Kent Dan Quinn is going to cook. That's the difference. That's a huge massive difference. Is that Ron, this is not a coach-centric approach here. Dan Quinn is not going to be visiting with Jason Wright a couple of times a week and trying to figure out how to run the business side as well. He's not going to be that guy. He's going to be coaching this team. Ron Rivera said he only got to coach the last six weeks of this season because of everything else that he's had to do. Dan Quinn is 100% focused on coaching. Can he do it? He can obviously coach. He can do it. Give the man a chance. And if you want to say, well, he's a retread, again, let me list you give you a list of a bunch of different retreads. What about Tom Coughlin? He won a Super Bowl with his second team. What about Don Shula going all the way back there? He started with the Colts. I bet you didn't know that. Then he won with the Dolphins. How about uh, guys we've already talked about, Bill Belichick? He didn't start with New England. That was his second stop. Maybe it was his third stop. I think he was with uh, uh, Cleveland for a few hours. Right? He had the Jets, then Cleveland, and then then New England. Then he became the greatest coach of all time. Uh, Mike Shanahan. Didn't start off with the Broncos where he won a couple of Super Bowls with John Elway. Andy Reid, this is his second job. He's a retread. Maybe retread is looked at as negatively. And you want to say, well, that's not fair because he had success in Philadelphia. All these other coaches did have some level of success. But you know what they never did in their first jobs? They never won a Super Bowl in their first jobs. All these coaches that I just listed, they all won a Super Bowl in their second jobs. So, give this man a chance. Think of everything that he's learned along the way and give this man a chance to do what he needs to do to bring this team to that next level or even to a step above four and 13 or eight, eight and one or seven and 10, whatever that may be. The important thing is that he's in line with what Adam Peters wants. And he's going to sit back and he's going to tell Adam Peters what he wants to do with players. But Adam Peters is going to give him the players. And, again, the most important thing that all those guys that I just listed in their second time around, quarterback. Quarterback, 1 billion percent. Shanahan finally got over the top, John Elway. Andy Reid gets over the top, Patrick Mahomes. Belichick, uh, Tom Brady, of course. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson. Don Shula, well, Don Shula didn't have all the greatest quarterbacks back in the day. I think he won with Earl Morrell or Earl Morrell, Earl Morrell, I think is how you say it. Tom Coughlin, Eli Manning. So the, that's of course the biggest thing now looking forward the two biggest things that he has to do now. What is, what does he have to do now? He's got to get his quarterback and we'll see what happens with the number two pick. If that's the way they go. And, He's got to fill out a fantastic staff. And again, he's proved he can do that. He's proved he did that in Atlanta with Raheem Morris and Kyle Shanahan, two future head coaches. So give him that opportunity. And and Dirk Ketter, Ketter was his offensive coordinator after Shanahan left. Didn't Ketter, Didn't he get the Tampa job at some point after that? Maybe it was before that. Help me with the timeline on that one. But, look, that's what he's got to do. He's got to get a fantastic staff, and he's got to get a quarterback. You, We can talk later on another program about the staff that he needs to bring in. There's all this talk about a couple of guys he's going to bring from the Cowboys, a couple of guys who are out there. There's going to be some guys who are in the Super Bowl that they might snag, some you know, assistant defensive line coaches things like that who who are out there who are still playing in the Super Bowl that they can't talk to yet. Fill out the staff, get a quarterback. That's what he needs to do. So uh, I think it's a fantastic hire. I know a lot of people don't like this hire. I think it's a great hire. I would have been happy with any of these others that we've talked about before. My number one choice was Harbaugh. Then I also liked uh, Raheem Morris and uh, Vrabel even, although I don't know that they ever talked for Abel, but that's the kind of coach I want. So in terms of the style of coach, perfect for what I'm looking for. I realize not everybody is in that same boat. So if you got opinions, make sure you let us know here on Ref the District. Of course, we are every Wednesday, 7.30, live on our flagship program. Hit that like, hit that subscribe button, and if you are – Uh, If you are listening via audio, make sure you leave a rating and rating and review. We appreciate everybody. Until next time, be a fan.